Welcome to the Coffee Pod mini series of podcasts. This is the AI for Science and Government edition. In here, we want to focus on the people behind the projects and get to know them and their story. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Pod. And I am very happy to today say welcome to Tom Anderson that works between the Turing and the British Antarctic Survey, which is really cool. So hi, Tom. Hi, B. Thanks for the invite. Oh, no, it's, it's, a pl- it's our pleasure to have you here. So we will start with the same question we've asked everyone that came to the coffee pod, which is, how do you take your coffee? That's a good one. Yeah, um, I am a sucker for a flat white with oat milk. I'm very predictable. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong. And there's a lot of things right with a flat white with oat milk. <laughs> yeah, no, I used to not be that um, pretentious about coffee, but... Um, my department for university was right next to a coffee shop that was just too good. Um, I understand so those the problem. from Cambridge will know hot numbers and they didn't pay me to <laughs> say that, by the way. Um, but that's what that was my my gateway drug into the world of, of coffee and flat whites. I feel like that's an easy gateway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is such a good segue because my first question <laughs> <laughs> after knowing about your coffee preferences, which is great, um, <laughs> is um, tell us about your journey, like your path, your academic path, how you got here, etc. Wow, yeah. So I don't know where to start, really. Um, I guess I'd probably skip the first 18 years <laughs> where not much happened, to be honest. Um yeah, just a lot of computer games um, and messing around. Uh, things started to get interesting, I guess, uh, when I went off to uh, Cambridge to study engineering uh, when I was 18. Um, and I was studying general engineering, so not specialized at all. And my passion was uh, essentially to try and help people get to Mars. That was my dream. Um yeah, that really drove me at that time. And I think it was kind of the the kind of transcendental escapism of it. You know, I was from quite a small town in the UK um, and it was just the, the kind of, I was obsessed with space, basically. Just I had my, my room was filled with posters of space. Um, yeah, just uh, the scale of it all uh, compared to the domestic issues and whatever was or, uh, you know, more likely wasn't happening from the small town I was from was um yeah just really inspiring and I took that through with me through university um but uh, uh you know I wanted to be an aerospace engineer to work on satellites and spacecraft and things and I slowly realized actually I didn't like aerospace engineering um so that was a bit of a shock um I guess it was good to find out through the general degree rather than going straight into a specialized degree and being committed um but I thankfully uh, at the same time realized that I was fascinated by the world of signal processing and machine learning, information theory. Um, I think it was something about the fact that it's like a mathematical technology. It's like using maths as a technology. It really fascinated me and thinking about information in really abstract but kind of rigorous mathematical ways really, really appealed to me. Um, But I was also going through another kind of... um, early life crisis because I realized that we actually have a huge number of problems on earth (laughs) and maybe we should focus on that before we go on 
to colonize other planets. So, um, yeah, I guess I was just becoming increasingly conscious to the uh, devastation that was occurring to our environment and our world and um, increasingly aware of how beautiful our planet is and how important it would be to, um, you know, try and better understand and preserve it. So, yeah, then I I, I lost my uh, passion for Mars and space a bit, and uh, which was uh, all about using machine learning to automatically date ice cores. So as you go down the ice core that we drill out the ice sheet and records our past, how, what, what's the age of the ice as we go down? And that was my, my master's project, and that was in collaboration with the British Antarctic Survey, or BAS. And through that, I uh, discovered this uh, data scientist posting that came up around the time I was looking for jobs. And I thought, you know, I could go work for a company for the rest of my life, or I could work on something that is really, you know, really, uh, really drives me in a, an area that has become increasingly dominant in my values. Um, so I applied for the job and thankfully got it. And that was about three and a half years ago. And I've been a data scientist at Bass since then. So you... You're just telling us your experience about being Baz and cheering, but you've been part of the ASG. Um, so how did you find that ASG has been um, in terms of your career and your journey so far? Yeah, I mean, I th I would honestly say it's been transformative for my career. Um, you know, the first um, session I came to at the Turing was this introduction to research software engineering back in uh, December, I think, 2019. And that was my first foray into, you know, uh, what the Turing espouses, you know, like uh, sustainable software practices. And that was such a good course run by James Hetherington. And I just got the sense, wow, this place is something special. And the values that it is communicating, um, both in terms of fostering the community uh, within it and within ASG, but also you know, teaching uh, the wider world about uh, artificial intelligence. Um, it's just such a cool place. And, um, you know, since then, it's just been uh, an overwhelmingly positive experience. And I've uh, learned a lot about uh, the importance of um, principled software engineering in research, because we all come into doing research, writing terrible spaghetti code. Uh, I hope I can speak on behalf of everyone there apart from those who actually studied coding properly. And uh, the Turing's just been such a good place to develop the kind of unique combination of research and software engineering. And it's such a, that's a, that's a, it's a small Venn diagram overlap that actually isn't really catered for in the wider world very well. It's always one or the other. And I think the connections are so rich and, they both benefit the other and it's such a pleasure to learn about. And I, I think the Turing uh, alongside all the people I've met, uh, you know, just the, the ways that it's helped my approach to computational research has been profound. Which, which is a really good, like a really cool um, path that you've taken. Went from dreaming out about Mars yeah. and now you, I guess, dream about Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. When you say cool, is that a pun? Yes. Thank you for picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so what do you think 18-year-old you would say if you went back and you told you told him, look, 
we actually don't care about Mars, and actually we're looking at ice, which is very different. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'd have. I'd hope that future me meant Europa. You know, the the moon <laughs> yes. that could host uh, life underneath its icy surface. Um, I don't know. I think I'd 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 understand that because I'd already um, before deciding on. Uh, space I'd already decided on many different jobs you know like photographer oceanographer vet before that I think I think I understood the meandering uh, reality of life um, and to be fair it's not like I I didn't care about nature then at all um, I've, I've always felt connected to the natural world and really interested in in it so uh, I think I'd be really pleased to be honest be really excited and how was your how has been the last three years because you're not just fully cheering based you're cheering and bass so how has that been working in the collaboration and between those two um um those two institutes right yeah i mean so i'm employed by bass um and i'm funded by the cheering institute so funded through the ai for science and government program the asg program and i have been since i started at bass and um, you know through that yeah you could say i've been essentially uh, affiliated with both institutions and honestly it's been fantastic pretty hard to measure actually um bass is a fantastic place it's in its you know it's it's the uk's uh, national polar research center in the same way that the Turing Institute is the UK's national data science and AI research center. So um, it, it's an amazing place for what it does, uh, super interdisciplinary as well, um, in the same way, again, that the Turing is such an interdisciplinary place um, with people working on all sorts of problems. But I'd say the real benefit is being able to tap into the community at the Turing. Um, you know, in my first year or so, I met these Turing fellows and, um, you know, these researchers at the Turing, who I then went on to collaborate with for my first major project, which was on uh, developing the sea ice forecasting AI system. So forecasting the uh, the frozen oceans in the uh, Arctic and Antarctic. And um, they really had an, uh, had an imme- immeasurable uh, impact on what I was uh, able to achieve through that project. And then just, uh, it's just the offhand conversations you have by the coffee machine, as I'm sure many people have said before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is called the coffee pod. <laughs> For a reason, yeah. So how did you find... Um, so you, you mentioned you came from, from a small town. How did you find the change into... Because uh, now you live in London. So how did you find the change of coming to London and living in a big city mm. and working with all of these people? And how how was this for you? That's a really good question. Um, I think I kind of took for granted my small town when I grew up, and it's from a really beautiful part of the south coast. So the natural beauty is really profound. Um, but I think I took it for granted because that's all I knew growing up. Um, and since becoming more of a city dweller, um, you know, I love cities a lot. The The human element is... Uh, just fantastic and really just stimulating and fantastic but I always miss just being far away from um, 
you know, big concrete buildings and being able to hear birds and see the stars. Um, so I think it's really crucial for me at least to at least, you know, semi-regularly go out uh, back into the countryside again. And I actually really love going home now. Um, I think every time I go back, I just appreciate the natural beauty more and more, which is weird because I don't live there anymore. But it's just turned out like that. So my next question is, what would your advice be for someone that comes from a small town and wants to be a data science in a big town like you? Wow, that is, yeah, a really good question. Let your curiosity drive you. And, um, you know, data science is a really good choice because you get to work on so many different applications. You know, I've all of my applications have been ICE-based so, so far. far. But the AI algorithms that I use and the software, you know, tools that I use are completely generic and I could apply it to uh, any problem area. And I'm sure other, you know, coffee pods, you'll have heard from people using perhaps very similar methods to me, but in very different application areas. So I would say um, just keep going because it's actually so fascinating to work in this space and such a pleasure and privilege to be able to uh, bring the knowledge that you do have uh, and that you will gain through studying maths and uh, science and computer science and information theory etc you will find that it's a, a real pleasure to work with domain scientists and just learn about the world so incredibly enthusiastic about just learning things and understanding the world better i think data science is a fantastic route to go down Thank you. Those were really, really nice words. I, I think everyone that is listening appreciates that. Thank you. Um, so now, besides work, we've heard about what you've done for work, and we've we've heard about one of your passions, which was space. But we would like to know, what do you like to do when you're not working? Mm, yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, films and... Um, watching or producing? Yeah, watching films, watching films. <laughs> Yeah, watching films to relax in the evening and uh, really like cooking. I really like Chinese food in particular. Dandan noodles, one okay. of my favorite uh, favorite um, recipes of all time um, <laughs> from the Sichuan province in China. Um, and yeah, hiking, you know, as I mentioned earlier, being out in nature. Uh, I'm increasingly trying to get into meditation. Um, I think mindfulness and spirituality have... Um, you know, uh, just increasingly important relevance uh, as the scale of uh, humanity's problems grow and grow. And I think mindfulness actually has really interesting connections with um, coding and research, like just trying to stay calm and approach things from a kind of uh, gentle and tranquil state. I'm sure it leads to better quality code I'm not sure there's any evidence behind that, though. There's a lot of panic coders right now. Oh, yeah, I've been <laughs> Panicking there. Panicking extra. I've been there as well. You know, sometimes it's got to be that way. Ah, uh, No, that's a good point. But I want to ask, what type of films do you prefer to watch? Yeah, um, I, I kind of, yeah, I like them all. Um, I like a trashy film every now and then. Who doesn't? Exactly. Um, and I also really like... Um, documentaries and this it's hard to answer it's like asking what music do you like 
I don't know. I find that an impossible question to answer. Well, <laughs> I was just hoping to get some recommendations for ah. our listeners, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Any recommendations? Um, uh, I, I can't, I'm afraid, on the spot. We will let people come and chat to you and find you. Yeah. And ask you about what movies do you like or hiking. Yeah, I have. I, yeah, I, I will give people personal recommendations <laughs> based on, they, they give me, you know, a profile and like chat GPT or something, I will spit out some recommendations and that will be my purpose going forwards after this coffee pot. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Tom, for joining us, for Thank answering you. all of the questions. And yeah, I hope everything continues to go as well and that you continue to find ice interesting. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Be It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Coffee Pod. I'm your host, B. Costa Gomes, and the episodes are produced by Luca Lane. This is a collaboration with ASG, with a shout-out to Zainab Ismail and Achintia Rao. Our music has been produced by Spiders Eat Vinyl. 